Hey guys, uh, just quick off the top before I start the podcast, um, during these trying times right now, um, especially with the tensions between the police and um, the people of America, I think it's really important to donate to causes you believe in. And so below I will include links to the Black Lives Matter movement and also the George Floyd Memorial Service. I encourage you, if you can, to donate to these things. They are causes I really believe in. And also, just on a less serious note, I was in a podcast recently where I guested on uh, my friend FD's podcast, Silence Out Loud. Definitely uh, go check that out. It's up now. I'll include a link in the description as well to that one. We had a lot of fun recording that. And um, I, I should have him on the show pretty soon and have um, some other really good episodes up. But uh, let's just get into this podcast. Hey guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex. Hey, uh, uh, I'm Trip. What's up? And uh, fire it up! Fire it <laughs> fire up! Fire it up! Fire it up! That was close, sorry. Yeah, we're here today uh, to review The Crow, and um, I'm going to try to be as non-biased as I possibly can be. This is one of my favorite movies. Right, same, um, same. Have not seen the sequels. Amanda's also here, if you hear her in the background. Hello! But, um... It, it was made in the 90s, and you can you can kind of tell by, yeah. like, the aesthetics and everything, like, um, how it was filmed. What did you think about it, Trip? Like, what you got to say? I mean, honestly, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. Like, I've, I, it's like a childhood movie for sure. But, yeah, I love the aesthetics of it and just the story itself. Like, I wish they could redo it, but, like, honestly, I don't think they should even touch it because if you've seen the sequels or... Right, I haven't, I haven't avoided the sequels purposely because like, cause they've said like they're really bad, and so I'm just like, why would I subject myself to that? And like, not like fun bad, like The Room or like Troll Two, which I need to watch at some point. That's like my next thing. I got that on Blu-ray. Oh, Troll, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's gonna be my next thing. But it kind of reminded me in places of like. Um, I guess I equated it like kind of like a music video kind of vibe, I guess. Or, or like, um, like you're saying the um, Batman, the Tim Burton one. Yeah, Amanda was uh, comparing it to like Batman, like yeah. Tim Burton. Like I can definitely see that. Like it's very gothic. Um, a lot of the city is like even the skies are really red. It's kind of got like a Batman the animated series feel because like the skies were super red in yeah. that show. Um, like I said, I really like the aesthetics. Some of the effects didn't really. Hold uh, up, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, like every single fall scene for anyone was like awful. <laughs> you could tell, yeah, but yeah. but it wasn't as bad as Die Hard with the long arms. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely enjoyed it. It's one of those things where you have to kind of look, um, basically be like, uh, it, it, at the time, like you kind of have to look at the limitations they had back then, yeah, fair, and kind of just be like, well, like every scene I noticed because like I don't know why, and I think it was. Um, Amanda, towards the beginning, um, because I probably wouldn't even seen it unless she said something. She was just like, well, what's the budget on this movie? Because, like, she said it looked really choppy. And was just really, like, Excuse me. Yeah, really non-complimentary to it, calling out my fiancé on the podcast. I enjoyed the movie. I just said the editing was really choppy because it was kind of like, when they would switch scenes, it's kind of choppy. And I noticed, like, at some scenes, they would, like, when they would play, you'd notice how the screen would pause. 
Right. And then they would fade away. I don't know well, that Like that cheesy, kind of like, like, uh, like you know, freeze frame. They jump in the air and they freeze it. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. You <laughs> about me. yeah. It, just, it reminded me of, like, people who would do, like, like, splice, like, videos on YouTube. Like, like... I'm going to compare it to anime music videos. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, do you think this movie, if they were, like we kind of talked about it earlier, do you think this movie would kind of work better? Like, not better, but if they were to remake it, if it was like animated versus being in live action, do you think that would be... I mean, they could probably do a lot more with it anime because you know they already tried to reboot it and they were talking about jason momoa, momoa he's being, too big yeah. dude he's too brawny <laughs> like he's too like broad right and the other one was supposed to be tom hiddleston at some point he was oh god about no <laughs> yeah i was like i love i love tom hiddleston but not for the crow so i think yeah. animation would be the safest route right because, you know you don't have to get someone else to replace Brandley or nothing like that you could even go more creative with the visuals yeah. they had in there, too. Like, that's the great thing about animation is you could kind of, like, expand on it. And in places, it did kind of remind me, like, we know... Like, I know it's very much based on, like, a black-and-white comic book. It mm. did have that comic book vibe to it, especially in the flashbacks. I like the use of lighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it was weird, though, because, like, the flashbacks with him and his girlfriend were like kind of creepy and echoey too i'm like those are supposed to be happy moments why is it creepy it's happy but now it's haunted because it's over oh yeah yeah because it's uh tainted by like what happened i guess yeah like the scene from ghost where like his ghost is like with her doing the like pottery oh yeah it's unsteadily right yeah, i'm glad like, that they didn't on. do that in this movie that'd be super weird <laughs> the characters were really good yeah i yeah. I, I loved all the characters for sure Yep. Um, it kind of had like a, going back to the Batman thing, kind of had like a Commissioner Gordon Batman vibe with him working with that uh, police. It, was he like, a, I, I forget, was he like a detective? He was a or, cop. He was a cop because he got demoted, right? Because yeah. there was like a little line towards the beginning where it's just like, am I supposed to thank you, the guy that we were... Kind of meanly calling Crater Face. Oh, no. <laughs> he can't help but bless his heart. But, yeah, um, we were um, watching it, and it's just like... Um, some of the dialogue was also really good. Like, some places kind of <laughs> fell short. I really like the scene where he um, was... A, like, when he first confronted that guy in the shop or whatever, and he oh, straight yeah. up was quoting... Um, is I it know, I know Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, the yeah. Raven. Like I thought that was a nice touch. Right. <laughs> um, I think that he honestly that was my fear with seeing the sequels is like he so embodies uh, the crow that I I couldn't see anyone else playing it. It's yeah. kind of like. I. What's up? I was gonna say I think some of the editing was really clever. Mm. Yeah. And, and especially since Brand yeah he passed like halfway through it so it, it was very clear for how they could finish the movie yeah I didn't even notice it honestly like I know you were pointing it out and mm -hmm. it was it was subtle enough like I know they didn't have the effects for it back then but it wasn't like really super obvious it wasn't like uh, Peter uh, not Peter Cushing I guess Peter Cushing and uh, Rogue One you know when they're doing oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin or whatever and he's <laughs> yeah. got that weird uncanny valley face where it's just like really creepy looking yeah um there was like for some of the scenes where he was already passed they had someone walk around with a face mask of oh, that's yeah creepy. which was which everyone on set was just like this is unnerving and weird but like we have to finish it for him right and so they had some actor wearing like a lifelike looking of brandon lee i was like 
That's fucking eerie. Yeah, they do that on some <laughs> shows still. Like, I know, um, if you've ever heard of Black Lightning, they have, um, like, literally, like, a realistic cast of, I guess it's for stunt doubles, of the main character in that show. Oh, like, yeah. it looks realistic. It's yeah. funny. That's something they still do, yeah. Yeah, because Grant Gustin, it was funny, he, um, he had put that... <laughs> He with that mask on, he's like, I'm a dude pretending to be a dude dressed as another dude. <laughs> I'm a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, it got over to the dude, that the guy that he was um, wearing the, you know, realistic face mask of, and he was just dying laughing. Like, he couldn't breathe. But, yeah, um, this is definitely, like, one of those goth movies. Like, um, definitely, like, with its feel and everything. Very 90s. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think I realized it at first, but, like, down to the fashion and everything. I guess except for the weird, like, main boss who had, like, a weird vampire early Victorian kind of feel going on. <laughs> What's up? Talk about the inclusive casting, because that was so nice to see. Oh, yeah. Like, I was kind of taken aback. I didn't really ever realize it, but, like, they had really inclusive casting. They had um, Brandon Lee, obviously, who is... Um, is he Asian? He's Asian American. Asian American. Yeah. Um, and then they had, um, like one of the other main leads is a black guy, and then um, like they had the Asian girlfriend of the mm -hmm. one dude, yeah, and then the vampire the dude, <laughs> the female um, cop that was in it for like maybe like a scene, and then that like two of the bad guys were black guys. It was just interesting, yeah. And, and like some of the other like people were also people of color, and it was nice right. to see. Just because in 90s movies, like, you don't get a lot of that. Yeah, it's just a little detail that, like, it's like they didn't have to do that. I'm glad they did, though. Like, it's kind of cool, very progressive. But, yeah, like, I really, this is one of those movies that um, it definitely, I don't know. Like, do, would you think that this is one of those movies that if you like this kind of aesthetic you would like? Or do you think that someone necessarily that that doesn't necessarily like this aesthetic would still get something out of this movie. Do you think this movie yeah. stands on more than just its style, basically? Yeah, I think it stands more on its style. I mean, yeah, one, that's a very big part of it. You know, he's, you know death, darkness. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, the story itself is just, like, its own thing as well. Right. And, yeah, you saw it as well with that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think from a story standpoint, it's, it's really interesting, it's intriguing, just because, like, it opens up and... You know, it's, like, traumatic. And then it's kind of him working through the trauma and, like, slaying demons. Like, literal demons, but, you know. Yeah. It's very yeah. symbolic. And I think, I don't know, from a literary standpoint, I thought it was, like, well-written. It right. definitely makes me want to check out the uh, books. I've heard that they're kind of different from this, but I would still be very uh, interested yeah, in I'm, seeing I'm how pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's just one book, right? I think they did, um, I don't know or at if least done, uh, what the movie's based on is one. Yeah, like, I know they've definitely expanded on it later on. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think I looked into it a few years ago, because how I actually discovered this movie, I know you said you grew up with this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually discovered I had one of those combo packs, and it came with, like, Kick-Ass and, like, a few other movies. And, and The Crow was in there? Yeah, and The Crow was in there, and I'm just like, I've heard a lot about this movie, let me check it out, and I end up kind of falling in love with it. Like, I love this movie, it's really hard for for me to be even kind of critical with it. It's right. just one of those movies where I just have like a really sweet spot for it. I hadn't heard about it till 2012 Tumblr. Right. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, I think I, I heard it from like I used to, I don't watch him as much anymore, but like this dude used to do in-depth like superhero movie reviews and then like he talked about that and also back when 
people still kind of do this and it annoys me on YouTube. Like, they'll do the, it'll be like a fan account. They'll be like, official trailer of this is back before Dark Knight, oh, I yeah. think, came yeah. out. And they said, official trailer for the Dark Knight movie, and it was just clips from The Crow. And I was just like, what is this movie? Like, I'd never seen it before. Oh, right, so, yeah. like, I was really kind of just like, you know, I was just, like, really interested. And then I saw, like, oh, this is The Crow, and I started looking into it. And um, I'm really glad that I actually found this movie. Um, it's very well done. I we might do the sequels at some point. Just <laughs> I mean, kind, for the hell of it. Yeah, just kind of I, make fun of. I watched um, most of the second one. City of Angels is the second one. And um, the the story for it, like... Is it the same character? Uh, no, no. And, like, um, for what they're doing, it works. But, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Something was missing in those movies for some reason. But, um, like, the crow would find another person right. that had a traumatic past or something going on and then take them... And it would be the same thing with, you know, whatever their trauma was or so. I'm glad they didn't try to make it the same character, though, because that would have been kind of like feeling like you're taking something away from Brandon Lee, I guess. Right. Or like a weird reboot. Yeah, what were you saying? Okay, so it's sort of like how I Spit on Your Grave is like different girls, like the sequels. Yeah, like yeah. Girl. It works just yeah. like that. So I was like, in that aspect, it works because it's not just like, hey, by the way, same guy, he's back again. Yeah. Like, they, they, they left that where it's supposed to be, and they're like, Okay, the crow found another one because he's not the only one that had this or so. Right, it's kind of like, um, I guess I'd compare it to, it's not strictly like, it's not like anthology, because anthology, they basically change the whole story to like something completely different with new characters, but it's kind of just like, what would you call that? Like, I can't think of the term, but there's like a it's, word for that. Well, like, it would still be a sequel. It's. Because I was going to compare it to The Giver and the fact like the sequels are like different characters. Right, mm -hmm. but it's still but kind of in the same, is it in the same universe? It's in the same universe, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like his story definitely happened, but this, uh, like the, for example, the second one is like in New Orleans or so. It's like, oh, okay. a totally different area with a totally different Where person. did this one take place? Was it in New York? Uh, yeah, a version of vague, New York. Vague, vague well, city. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The city looked smaller, didn't it? Yeah, I, I it's, it's probably because it was on set. But yeah. <laughs> probably. It took place in Gotham, obviously. It looks like Gotham. <laughs> but, no, it's kind of like how... I would compare it to, like, superhero, like, universes and that, like, it's all within the same universe, so it's all within the same canon, but it's different characters, like, they're focusing on different characters. Mm. Right. So, like, you have the Marvel Universe as a whole, but, like, Spider-Man happens, Captain America happens, and, like, while there, like, might even be overlap, and, like, the events that happen within the comics, like, affect each other... It's still, like, separate stories. It would be interesting if they overlapped somehow or, like, gave, like, some, some kind of idea right. of, you know, Brandon Lee's story or so. It'd be like, we've seen this before, blah, 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 or some shit. Yeah. But they never talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely liked it. Definitely made me more interested in the comics and maybe even possibly the sequel. Um, you guys got anything else to say? Are you guys good? Yeah. Got anything else? I think it's really interesting, especially with all that's going on with the political climate right now. Just the, um, like, the way the police is portrayed in this. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Some oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> well, with, like, um, with, like, there definitely being, like, a like a split in the force because there's obviously, like, an, an antagonistic, like, bad cop. Crater face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then there's also, like, the good cop who's, like, there for justice. So mm. it's just interesting 
that because a lot of times in movies especially if they deal with like the cops they're like either painted in one light or another and there's never any middle ground right that's, that's a good point yeah but yeah um i definitely enjoyed this and um i'm alex i'm trip i am amanda <laughs> and this has been what means